It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine, Dot com today. What's up, Heard That Nation listening in the United States and around the world? You're listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. And today I have an amazing guest on here that's going to teach us a lot about this month of April. It's a special month, especially it's, it's focused on the month of the military child. And I have not heard about that. And I'm sure that there's many of y'all that are listening and watching there on, on our YouTube channel. He's going to talk about so many things uh, as far as his journey as a military kid and from coming from the United Kingdom here to the United States. His name is Alex Bryant. And Alex is an award-winning media relations director for the Children's Media Company and a proud sponsor of this podcast, the Trevor Romaine Company in Austin, Texas, which aims to empower kids to become happier, healthier, and more confident. A British American digital force, he's also a dual citizen, holds more than eight years of experience within the realms of social media, television production, and graphic design. Oprah Winfrey, which we have a great story about how we connected, calls him the man with good vibes and a personal light carrier. Alex is named one of Black Enterprise Magazine's Modern Men of Distinction and a member of Forbes for the Culture Community. He has also been featured in Thrive Global, Hallmark Channel, and Oprah.com and CBS. I could go on and on about the amazing talent that sits before me right now. He is a, my brother. He is my friend. He is a world of talent. If you have been on my website, heard that with Marisa.com, he designed something that I, it just blows me away to this day. I'll go back and I'll peek at the amazing awesomeness that he has done. He's just a wonderful world of talent, a person that pays it forward, that gives to his community and as well as to others, this amazing good soul here, Alex Bryant. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. 
thank you so much for having me. And gosh, it's, when you speak about all these different things, it's kind of overwhelming, but I don't try to settle on it. But if it's a way to help people grow and, you know, the intention to give back and do and be a force greater than themselves, then I'm all for it. So thank I you think- so much. Absolutely. I think it's so important, too, that with so much going on in the world and just the negativity and the chaos, that there are people that truly love to help others out, to to truly just go and pay it forward. And we'll talk about that uh, further on in the show. But I want everyone that's listening or watching there on YouTube, and I encourage those to click and subscribe on the Heard That YouTube channel to know uh, all about you and how you, your journey from the United Kingdom to here to the United States and how it evolved into the career path that you took today. Yeah, um, so I grew up um, in the United Kingdom and um, on the Southeast side of the United Kingdom, it's called Great Yarmouth, that's where I was born. And I was raised about 40 miles Southeast um, around Mildenhall. There's a Air Force base, there's two actually, one's RF Lakenheath and one's RF Mildenhall. And um, my mom was uh, born and raised in the United Kingdom and my dad um, was raised in the, in the States, he came, flew over from a deployment, met my mom, and then I came. Um, and so that's how that came about. Um, and I've been there for, I would say about 10 years. Um, and then we had a, had a short time in Nebraska and then we came back to the UK and then I came to Texas. And it's all because of uh, my dad's service in the United States Air Force. And he was part of the maintenance division and stuff like that. And growing up in the UK, it's a really um, remarkable journey there just because of like, I get to see my mom's side of the family, um, learning about the British culture, food, um, growing up with British schools. Um, and then it was like, oh, culture shock when my dad announced that I'm getting stationed in West Texas um, at Dias Air Force Base. Um, and the, the city there is um, Abilene, Texas. So. He said, well, we, as our next family, big move, and it should be our last because it's going towards the end of his retirement. And he's done it for 22 and a half years. Now, um, how were you, now that, I, I don't want to interrupt your story, but how old were you when you made that big move from the United Kingdom to here in Texas? Uh, 14. Um, and over that time, I moved a little bit around in the UK. And by that time, it was like our ninth to 10th move. Um, so uh, any military child listeners would understand that, you know, that's one of the big things about being part of a military family is the expectation or knowing that eventually you will move to a different location. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So when I came to the state, there was a big culture shock. I had, uh, built up a British, um, accent and got the cuisine, gone through a British education and then going from that to an American education, it was very eye-opening, um, you know, even learning how to drive on the other side of the road to, you know, learning about macaroni and cheese and Bell <laughs> and all these other places. Uh, so I was just kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll be open for this. But I, I have to be honest too, at the, at the very first months or so, I just did not, I did not agree to like, I want to go in this move. I said, I finished my education in the UK. I was ready to do my stuff there. And then because of my age, the equivalent I have to be my family with the up to the age of 18. So I was kind of like, okay, hopefully I don't have to repeat high school and stuff again. Well, sure enough, I had to repeat it uh, ninth grade um, all the way up to 12th grade again, because the education. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. So it's one of those stories like, okay, I'm doing history again and English again and science. Um, people always, always should tell me too, is like, oh, isn't that so daunting? And you have to do this again. And, and I'm like, uh, yeah, it kind of, but on the flip side, it's also very interesting to hear about the American's perspective, especially in, in terms of history, mm-hmm. when you talk about like Independence Day and see how, how it has gone through the, you know, the British side I've learned and how it's different from the American side. And mm-hmm. um, English was interesting too, like British words are different from American words. So going from a D's and papers to an A's because of British spellings was also beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, physics was also helpful, learning the metric system over there and it kind of like learning the equivalence of the imperial system in the States. So there was perks and stuff like that too. Um, one constant thing that I've uh, maintained in regards to, uh, you know, going straight into my career is uh, 
maintaining creativity. Um, I always love to draw. I love coloring. I love blending in colors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In the UK, I used to play music and I used to play the double bass and piano. And um, so one of the things I, I definitely wanted to create. Um, and then I was really influenced by my art teacher in the in the States um, to really pursue a creative career. And that's why I got into like graphic design and learning how that went through. And But I know you can talk about that later on, but that's kind of like how that journey evolved to where I am. And you're absolutely phenomenal at graphic design. And I didn't realize the intricacies because you're teaching me uh, about graphic design and technology today. But how you do it with me is just like bite-sized chunks because your your graphic designs are absolutely amazing. And I always ask you, I'm like, okay, Alex, I need the beginner button. Like, talk to me like I'm five when it comes to... (laughs) Because you, right. like I said, like I was telling the, the listeners and those that are watching, you design an uh, enormous amount of websites. You deserve, uh, design my website as well. Mm-hmm. Tell me what inspired you to uh, get into graphic design. I know you said you drew, drew and your art and everything else. Yeah. But what made you desi- um, decide, yeah. okay, this is the path that I'm going to take, which is, you know, creative graphic design. And talk about also when you took that path and after you got your... Uh, college degree, the doors that just started opening for you um, because of it. Yeah, definitely. So definitely, you know, high school, I definitely got into like art classes. I really love the freedom to express um, creatively. And when I just graduated, finally, for the final time, I'm done with like high school. Now you, uh, now that you are a proud owner of two high school diplomas. <laughs> <laughs> I know, two different, yeah, so it's really, uh, that's remarkable in itself. Um, So I went into a community college because I really want to get my basic courses out of the way, English, math, science, all that kind of stuff. Um, And during that time, I was also playing around with Microsoft PowerPoint and making like little commercial stuff with like different animations and goes into a different slide. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. What do you call this? And like, no one really told me like, what was this called? I didn't learn about that because I'm also a um, a big fan of cars. So I went to a um, Dal- I went to the Dallas Auto Show um, in your neck of the woods, and one of the areas is from General Motors, and they talked about um, in the Buick section of the brand, they talked about their uh, Buick Achiever Scholarship Program, and one of the um, uh, what's sort of the words like um, anecdotes or something that they have. One of the prerequisites is that if you have a graphic design, if you want to pursue in graphic design, I was like, oh, that's something I want to do. And they talked about this scholarship as they had one was like $2,000 and another was up to a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, Oh, just Google it. You'll find out. And I was like, Oh, is this going to be one of those too good to be true situations Um, or be something to be intimidated by? And I was like, actually, I'm going to go and try for it. Um, Every part of my life, I always want to try and do it. So I was like, I'm going to see what's going on. Um, Long story short, the, Application process was just your contact information and three simple paragraphs about ways you're given back, a difficulty, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I just surrendered it. Just let me go and then see what happens. Um, it also got to the point, um, I think it was in May of that year, and I applied in uh, March, that they reached out and they said, you're not only the, you know, one of our scholarship recipients, but you're going to be one of the, you know, one of the first to receive our national winners for the Buick Achievers. And then during that time, I was also applying for other scholarships. You know, I I didn't know I was gonna get that Buick one. You know, I wanted to make sure I took off that financial burden for my parents. Um, And after that, um, they said I won. I was like, wow, this is, you know, I was just out of like, this is mind blowing. Like, this is really incredible. And I don't worry about it. And my parents were crying. And and then I was like, well, I can take this scholarship anywhere. And one of those schools I went to is actually in West Texas too. It's called Andrew State University. And that's where I went to pursue um, graphic design. Um, and I got letters from the governor of Texas and different uh, members of um, thought leaders and stuff like that. And then that also at that same time, I also received another scholarship in Abilene. And um, I was like, well, I don't really need this anymore because I already got this full ride that would cover it. So I was like, I loved those commercials, like this PCH, you know, everyone, you know, you won this massive check. And I was like, mm-hmm. I would love to give that type of experience to a student with a scholarship to pursue their education. So I reached out to them and I said, I, I, you know, I, I kind of respectfully decline. And I said, I would, I would love to help you pick the next recipient. And they were like, this is never heard of that before. And 
that basically that story was actually one of the things that uh, got me in contact with uh, Miss Oprah Winfrey, which we, we'll talk about that later on. But that's kind of like how she kind of learned about who I am and what I do and stuff like that. And um, going back to like Angelo State, that's where I went to pursue my graphic design. I was going to be like, okay, Buick, you know, I've got my graphic design. I'm going to give back to you because I love cars and stuff like that. And then social media came, came about. Um, one of the reasons I've been part of social media is because of being a military child. I have friends who are with their families and served all around the world. And I wanted to keep in contact with them. That's basically why I joined social media. That was the intention for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but during my time at Angelo State, this is also during the time when Ms. Oprah Winfrey also um, was wrapping up her 25th season for the Oprah Winfrey show and launching her network own. And this is also during the time when, uh, she, you know, the press and the media was really taking down all the achievements that she's in, like, Owen's not going to succeed, you're not going to sell on your own. And there's a group of people that, like, you know, um, called the own ambassadors, owners, also known as light carriers that Miss Winfrey talks about, mm-hmm. um, to basically uplift and promote the intention of this offering to live your best life through this network. And I believed in its mission and its initiatives and um, well, basically it's like learning how to tweet and do it during a live show. And I was like, okay, great. And then they loved my answers and commentary and they took that and put that onto a television promo. And I was just like, what? And then the, the school <laughs> out and the scholarship was like, this is really incredible. And like, have you thought about doing something like this? And then during my time at Angelo State kind of, um, one of the requirements is doing an internship. And during that time, Entertainment Tonight from CBS was looking at my um, tweets and their sister show, The Insider, and they basically do this commentary and live stuff with, um, you know, red carpet shows and commentary on that. And um, they were like, we are looking for a social media intern. And I'm like, well, I'm a graphic design student. Like, is there a way to, you know, tie that in? It's like, do social media and you know, on the down days, you know, do some graphic design work. And they were like, yes, we do it. So that my final year at Angelo State, I became an intern for, um, for Entertainment Tonight. And um, during that time is when uh, Nancy Adele and Rob Marciano, who's now um, the meteorologist for Good Morning America, and they were the current hosts and I had to shadow them and give them tweets and stuff like that. And that internship experience was really um um, extraordinary just because I had to work hard to get there. Yeah. It was one of those experiences like people had to pay and stuff like that. My thing is I wanted my work to do the, the talking for me mm-hmm. and then my personality would shine after that and constantly being willing to give back and help and always you know achieve um, top mark. So um, yeah and then I just pursued graphic design and I came back from the internship and basically kind of launched a career and by that time, I went back to Los Angeles and I ended up with an entry-level job at Entertainment Tonight and The Insider. And it kind of like um, grew from there. I did um, some audience coordinating work from different um, award shows and uh, TV shows like um, Candy Crush at the time, um, during the summer of Mario Lopez, um, doing red carpet interviews with E.T. and The Insider at the time. And, um, and then just letting that personality and the work showcase itself. Um, and that's kind of like how it evolved into mm-hmm. where I am now. Um, I wanted, it was like five years doing all that stuff in the entertainment industry. And I was missing my family a lot because uh, um, the LA is like good. My fiance also want to come back and see her side of the family too. Yeah. Be closer. Um, and during that time I went to Austin. Austin was like the natural fit because it's kind of evolving and growing. And from there, um, I came across this nonprofit my mom did actually. Um, this nonprofit called the Comfort Crew for Military Kids. They help. Shout out um, to Mom June. My mom June. Your yeah. mom is amazing. Shout out to her, giving her a shout out in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be surprised right here now. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, she got me in contact with them and I was just amazed about their work. And I, I'm a person who always loves giving back into different organizations and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm a military kid um, and I love their resources. It took tax on like PTSD and resiliency and um, visible and invisible injuries and deployments. 
Um, and then their co-founder um, is Trevor Romain, who, as you've known from the title, that's who I, who I now work for now. And he has this company called the Trevor Romain Company. And they were looking for someone that kind of like mushed all my talents together in social media and television production and graphic design. And now I kind of put that into like a media relation. So I use that to basically um, any media um, stuff that to showcase Trevor Romain, it's mm -hmm. out there as to him and his entities. So that's kind of like how it all came together. Now, like I said in the show, uh, in the beginning of the show, April is the month of the military child. And I was unaware that there was a whole month that was dedicated to that. So basically give an overview of what this month is the, the focus point, obviously the focus point being the military child. But when you go and you educate people like myself that's hearing about the month of the military child for the first time, as well as other listeners uh, mm -hmm. and those that are watching, what is so special about this uh, month of April? what it pertains to that. Yeah, so basically a lot of people know like during the military, um, no, no matter which branch, there is not only the service uh, person that serves, um, but also the family serves. Um, and basically this time for this month is basically the sacrifices, the family, but also the children that also, you know, help support this, their family members that serve this country. And right now it's around, Two million uh, mil uh, military children that has wow, had at least two one, million. Two million is a is a, is a chunk of that's an there. astounding number. Wow, but yeah. see, I think the the, the when I'll let you finish too. But I don't think the people the people need to hear what you're saying is like it's not just the person that is in the service that's serving. It's the family too. It's the their spouse or their their loved one. It's the children. All of them. Right. even though they're not there at the particular battlefield or wherever they're mm -hmm. you know, assigned to do a different country, yeah. they are all serving. There's a different type of service, but the common factor is that they are all serving uh, along with that person that is representative in the military. Yeah, and that statistic comes from um, the two million with, who had a, a, a loved one who served, who was deployed since 2001. And during mm -hmm. that time, that's when September 11th happened. So that's kind of tell you that the amount of children and generations are still impacting to this day. Um, and so basically it's just this time just to basically honor those military children to say like, we're here for you, you're not alone. Basically you're everything. Um, that matters not only just for you, but your family. Um, it also gives times to educate um, educators too, like going from one school to the next, like I talked about, it's also challenging too. You gotta learn like, okay, this is how the school operates. This is the this is their rules. Um, this is how they grade things, um, you know, but also making friends, that's also challenging. You gotta leave mm -hmm. friends and stuff like that. So I'm always amazed when I hear people who's like lived in, their, in a town the entire life, Mm -hmm. I've never had that. Um, I've had to move around and make friends as I go. But mm -hmm. um, I always found that very fascinating. And that's where the empathy comes in too. And talk about the resiliency um, that military children also um, indicates too. Um, another thing too is about purple up. Basically, the color purple is representing all the colors of the military service. Mm -hmm. So that's the Navy, the US Air Force, the Marines, National Guard. Um, and those that are listening right now, not able to watch on YouTube, Alex, explain what shirt you're wearing and you know, the backdrop that you got. Yeah, of course. So uh, the backdrop I have is your everything is, and there's a little um, graphic. It says mother military child, it's purple. I'm also wearing a purple shirt called Purple Up Military Kids. Um, and basically it's just giving uh, the celebration, um, but also the honor for military children um, worldwide. And basically, yeah, the, the color purple represents the, the services of uh, the military services um, that I just stated before. So that is so cool. And it, that's yeah. absolutely amazing. And I'm just I'm just still astounded by that number of, of children that are all military kids. And I, I, I have, it's so cool that what Trevor Romain and you, people like yourself, that's part of his company, have something called, um, and I want to make sure I get this right, the Comfort Kids Crew. Um, Comfort, yeah, yeah. So yeah, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the Comfort Crew for Military Kids is a, a, a partner nonprofit to the Trevor Romain Company. 
And basically they deliver re resiliency services and um, resources to military kids and their families that are going through extraordinary, extraordinary experiences and challenges. So one of those is like deployment or um, reintegration. So when a loved one serves and then returns and they're not quite themselves, you know, there's resources for to help kids to help understand mm -hmm. that to that to the family member. Um, and then Trevor, um, with the company, we do the With You the Way tour. So basically Trevor gives school assemblies and talks about bullying and cliques and divorce and um, death of a loved one and explains those tough tough topics in a way that's um, with gentle humor for kid to understand. Um, so that's kind of the remarkable work. And since um, to date, they've delivered over 350,000 of those kids to kids. Um, that's with fantastic. Those, wow. With those videos, over 5,000 volunteers and served over 1 million military families worldwide in 16 countries. So it's really remarkable of their work. And you can find more information about them at comfortcrew.org. So yeah, and I'm really grateful to be a part of them. That's uh, so great that too. it's making an impact like that. And I know he's got tons and tons of stories. And like I said, I had him on, on, the, on the podcast and just absolutely could have talked to him for hours. And he wrote uh, such a phenomenal bit, book, How to Connect with Kids in a Disconnected World, uh, that I highly recommend every person, educator, teacher, parent to get uh, filled with all kinds of amazing stories that he shares. It's brought me to tears, it's brought me happiness, brought me joy. Uh, I have read that book and I told him at that time, I think I wrote it, like, read it like six or seven times. I'm now in double digits because it's such an easy read and such a phenomenal book. I know that he has many stories of hearing about all these kits that have been given to military kids and has had stories, I'm sure, about uh, kids and how those kits have impacted them in a positive way or how they made them feel. With you since joining this company and you being a military kid and been part of something great like this, has there been a particular story that you have heard from a family or a kid that has received one of these kits and uh, that has pretty much just stuck with you, brought you to cheers, some emotion, um, anything that you or you want to share as regards to that? Yeah, I guess like I have two mini stories. One is um, when he's on his tour, I think there's an animation about this too. It's basically those two kids that came up after his presentation and talked about, you know, he really, he mentioned about, um, he had a parent who was deployed and then uh, he, he had a friend next to him saying that, oh, I've, you know, I totally understand. He was upset, crying, and the other, the other child was by his side, said like, oh, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also understand what you're going through because I have my dad been deployed too. Um, and I was just like, oh, my heart just sank. And I was just like, you know, this is what you're supposed to do, you know, be there for one another. Yeah. Um, and that's also where empathy comes in, you know, come from a place of understanding or willing to understand too. Mm -hmm. um, it's also very important. So Trevor really talked about that. And I, that's one of the, the stories that I really get touched about is that one. Um, the other part is um, with the nonprofit side, I was in, Colorado Springs a couple of years ago, delivering, um, handing out um, these kits provided by um, USAA. Because um, Trevor at the time was also doing a presentation. So I was there with the military parents. So I like, here's our kits and stuff like that. And it's just remarkable when the, the parents and stuff, they come up to the table and they talk about, wow, this is a, you know, it's like a little green box with a handle. And inside there's a resource of like a guide of walk you through the process with your child. Mm -hmm. um, there's a comfort bear called Cuzzy um, and Cuzzy's full of different patches because like many military kids, there's different patches that we go through different stuff and you still um, stand up and still keep going and going through it, um, different situations too. Um, and there's also dog tags in there too. It says with you all the way. So mm -hmm. one's for the child and one's for the person who's deployed. And to tell you like, we're always, even though we're apart, we'll always be together um, to show that interconnectionness between the person who's serving and the child as well. Just so that we're both serving, we're both living um, together um, and be there for one another. Mm -hmm. so, and that's yeah. what we need more of. We need that connectivity. We need that understanding, uh, more of understanding, especially when, 
you have kids don't, you know, they, as young as babies to, you know, in their uh, teens and all that, that go through different stages of emotions, especially when they have a parent or parents that are gone for a certain amount of time protecting our country and they don't see them as much. And I, I think that it's so important for people to understand that again, and I will say this probably several times on and off of this podcast that they, when people are overseas and they're serving, that family is also serving as well. And so I think that is so important and so imperative that when you, you see someone walking through that has a full uniform on, you know, not only thank that person for their service, but thank the family. If they're with their family and they're walking through with their significant other or their kids and everything, I've, I've learned to do that now instead of just addressing the, uh, the, the one person saying, oh, you know, sir or ma'am, thank you for your service. I'm like, family, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for mm -hmm. our country. And it, I did that, I think I did that a year or two ago when I changed my verbiage. And yeah. you'd be amazed at uh, the person, it was her husband, it was this lady's husband and she had a, a small baby with her. And I said, thank you all so much for what you're doing for this country. And she lit up, like her whole continent, like he was like, thank you. She smiled and she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I appreciate, you know, your kind words and everything else. And I didn't realize at that moment that how much of an impact that makes when you address mm -hmm. everyone because mm -hmm. they're making the sacrifice, not just one person, but making a sacrifice it's very very true i think it's important too because it's like especially when a child you know when the the loved one you know they miss different like occasions this could yes. be holidays i was getting ready to say that too birthdays, yeah mm -hmm. stuff like that that they they sacrifice for you know so to allow that person to continue to serve you know that was one of the sacrifices of the child you know but it's also one of the things that uh, for military kids is that it's not it's not it's not something that we signed up for, uh, yeah. as, you know, it's something, um, you know, that was a task that's been get, basically been given and mm -hmm. you have to live and experience that. But, you know, you talk about the sacrifices and the stuff like that, but there's also benefits to being a military kid too. One of the things I learned is adaptability, learning how to adapt from going from one place to another thing and mm -hmm. uh, professionally like adapting from one project to another um, at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is getting the willing to travel. You get to experience, you know, to, to go to different places that you never thought you would actually have the op opportunity to go. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I try to tell military families or anyone who's listening, who's part of a military family is to experience that culture, you know, go where, don't go where the tourists go, but go with the people who were living there, you know, go to those yeah. types of places and experience that um and then you know also represent that you are a military kid where when it's month of um april wear your purple show that you're with in which branch we'll talk about so you can share your story mm -hmm. um it's also important stuff but anyway you, you go ahead alex listen you better write a book that's all i gotta say about that <laughs> well let that just marinate in your spirit because i think you have so much to share and, and, and so many of your experiences and like i said this is a learning uh, show from this perspective of a person that has been a military child and you're speaking to other military families and, you know, children of the, those families and connectivity going back to that is so important. You and I connected through Oprah Winfrey and everything she's done. And we started off on social media and then it got to meet for the first time years ago. And uh, mm -hmm. the time just went by so fast, the time that we did meet and then meeting up several times more again, and especially the ultimate one celebrating Miss Winfrey's birthday with so many like-minded people and her calling us her light carriers and, and doing so much good in this world. And that's what we need so much more of is people showing their light and not holding judgment and resentment and hatred, but we need that so much more than ever with especially the past years and this past year and the activity that has gone on as of late, we need more light uh, to put out the darkest darkness. And the thing that I appreciate and I love what you do 
even though I'm not a fan of surprises, but I, I love the surprises that you have given me, but I love the surprises that you have done for so many people. Uh, a thing about Alex and those that are listening that know him, Alex is a person that loves to pay it forward and he loves surprising people. And it's just not a, um, yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> it is, it is just, the, 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 the coolest thing about what he does when he surprises people is the reactions. I mean, I, I absolutely love the reactions from uh, you having people connect with somebody they haven't seen in a long time to someone that has, uh, you know, our mutual friend, Ashley, meeting a, a wonderful person that we know, Jonas Elrod, uh, who is absolutely phenomenal in his right. Uh, her meeting him for the first time, somebody recorded that. And I just thought that that was so amazing, her reaction to that. And it just so many things that you have done uh, and made it be about paying it forward. So those that are listening and watching, talk to me about the meaning behind the 20,000 surprises. Because personally, I think you did more than 20,000. I think you've done like a million and you're young short life on this planet and i think you have so much more that you're going to do and i can't wait to see what else you're going to do uh mm -hmm. but talk to everyone about you know all the surprises that you have done and the power of paying it forward yeah i think it talks about how it can originate why, why is the intention of why i'm doing it mm -hmm. um it kind of goes back to my grandfather um when he passed away from um, diabetes and heart failure and um, I really took that a hard time. It's like one of my first experiences experiencing death. And what I had uh, precious moments to talk to him. And one of the things he asked me is to give people, people will always remember how you made them feel. You know, that's also something some that um, Maya Angelou always talked about too. Um, but not what you said or do, whatever. So I was like, oh, if I can keep that and make it like feeling good, you know, to people, you know, all over the world you know anyone that has a beating heart um with a human spirit and wants to you know leave this earth better than where they came to it um i'm all down for it and so i think one of the first surprises that i did um so it basically goes back to kindness just giving people kindness if it's something remarkable mm -hmm. um and it started off when i worked at the supermarket on the base called the commissary and um, it was my last year there and people knew I was gonna be leaving to go into Andrew's state. Um, and I just didn't want people to feel sad and upset. So one of the things I did is I took half my paycheck money from like one week and I went to the movie um, theater, the cinema, and I was thinking like, okay, which films is available to, for like everyone to watch to you know, show about bonding and working together. And it was the first Avengers movie. I didn't know it was going to be good. I said, okay, there's a group of people working together to, you know, make the world better. And I think, okay, people can do that, mm. figure out, you know, collaboration. They can do that. So that was a whole operation. So I paid the ticket. Even the cinema, I was like, are you sure you want to buy 34, 32 tickets? Um, and buy half the sharing. I said, like, yes, I do. And I said, okay, here you go. And I was like, by that, that movie theater, it was like a, it was like a record because no one's bought like 32 records, 32 yeah tickets in a, in a setting like that. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I went to Starbucks and I got everyone a drink. Um, and then I talked to all the baggers and that's all the people who did with the groceries and putting stuff in paper or plastic bags and stuff like that. I went to surprise all them and a, a couple, uh, a few uh, cashiers as well to be available that night. So I talked to the, the families and make sure everyone's available. I had to talk to the commander of the base to make sure like, can you close it for like an hour or so just to be like, you know, people come in like, why is it so dead in here? You know, it's usually busy and popping and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I came in and I did like what Oprah did. And this is before I do all that stuff with Oprah and watching all that kind of stuff too, is um, I say, well, you get a ticket and you get a ticket and you get a ticket. And um, everyone's like, you're coming too. And you're coming too. And they're like, this is so amazing. And I was like, isn't this amazing? <laughs> um, and that's kind of like how it kind of like came about and started. Um, and then it just grown into more meaningful stuff. And I usually do it around my birthday because that's one of the things I always, I also, I get, I'm, I'm grateful for it, but I'm also like, you know, I also love people to celebrate too. So one of the things I take off is my date for my birthday. And I usually do like a, a month before and I'll tell people, what is your biggest dreams? Write it down, express it just to like, you know, send it out to the universe and see what happens. And I'll have some friends 
he'd be like, okay, who can make this possible? Who can mm-hmm. make it happen? And I was like, okay, you're all going to do this on one day. And I usually call it a surprise day, which is usually my birthday. So instead of me getting happy birthday, happy birthday, basically what's happening is that person's getting like a, the coolest birthday gift, you know, for the entire year or the entire life. And it's just resonating. And it's the resonating that I was like, oh my gosh, this actually happened to me. Like believing like a miracle can literally happen upon your life. You know, mm-hmm. it's not always the bad stuff, but you know, and basically I want people to remember when every surprise that's given is, you know, how this happened, why it happened. And because of why it happened to you, make sure you give it in your own way, some type of kindness back to somebody else and make in a way that you could, you know, even the smallest thing would be the, the biggest difference. You know, people talk about, you know, a teacher that, you know, you know, it was like the end of the class, but they took the time to speak to you, to, you know, go through the stuff. And that's been something that the children lost their lives. Um, the reason I also do it is because when funerals come around, you hear about, oh, I hear these regrets about, oh, I wish I had the chance to spend more time with this person. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, it would be great to hear like some fun stories and stuff. So even though the people who are, who I'm sad that they're no longer with us, um, just basically to hear those types of stories of like, you know, I do surprise my friend Bob with an autographed book from a, a football legend that he always dreamed of having, but never thought he would. And you made that possible. And that's something that he cherished for the rest of his life. And he mm-hmm. talks about the particular moment where you surprised him with that, or, you know, a family reunion, um, you know, people haven't seen each other like 17, you know, 10 or 17 years. And They've been reconnected and they're like how it came about and how precious that is um so those are the moments that really bring me the greatest joy and then the surprising if people f- freak out and react or whatever it's i just love it and uh, especially on my birthday people send me these videos and photo reactions and stuff and sometimes i collage them with their permission and and just like people can say like hey this is an act of kindness i didn't have to put any money down for it or if it's donated it goes back or gives back you know um and that's kind of like how it went about and i think people really connected to the intention and people love those videos of like oh the screaming and all that kind of stuff like <laughs> i want and they're like i want to do this to another person that i know how can mm-hmm. i do this how can i help and then i'll give some advice on how to do that but i'm just saying that like, any act of kindness even the ones you know when people go to like a fast food ride and they pay the person behind them a meal mm-hmm. i was gonna check out that i was like okay just keep this going you know i'm You're always right. excited it's not really it's really much of anything but the magnitude of numbers because i have a there's a group of people that do count the surprises um uh, it's just really eye-opening i just gosh wow that's that's those people and then there's ripple effects because they go and tell their friends or what they just happened and if it's something you know that's extraordinary in their life it's really um touching and i just like how the ripple effects of those surprises that happen so yeah that's that's the, that's the story. It's absolutely, it's, it's just amazingly beautiful, <laughs> the, the, the spirit that you have. And I think the ripple of the spirit that you have, and it's not about stuff and it's not about, you know, the monetary thing, like you said, you know, it's about, you know, at that moment, the intention, why did that particular person get that particular surprise and the, the lesson of it being, okay, now I want you to pass it on, you know, pass it forward to someone, mm-hmm. you know, surprise them, you know, show up at someone's, you know, party uh, or, you know, at their recital or something that they're doing their book tour or whatever that you haven't yeah, seen right. in so long and make that reconnection possible. Uh, and it, it's just absolutely amazing. And, and before we wrap up, I want to know because uh, you and I have talked so much about the the craziness that's going on in, in the world and everything else, but I ask every single guest what their hope is for this world. And we are in April. And what is what is your hope? I know that you already shared it with me, but I want everybody to listen uh, because despite so much going on and the chaos and the crazy and the uncertainty, there's hope. And I love hearing people's different perspective of what their hope is for for this year. So what is your hope for for 2021? We already, like I said, in April, but there's so much, I think, thankfulness and gratitude. We're still here. 
you know, we, we're, there's, there's, there's a, a reason why we are still here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that the people that are listening and the people that are watching know that, that they have an intention and they need to know what their intention is for this earth and what they're supposed to do. So what is your hope uh, for 2021, Alex? I, I would say my biggest hope kind of breaks into three different categories. One is self-care. Make sure you take care of yourself. And then Amen. You care, and you Amen. can take care of other people. If that's mental health, physical health, you know, even though, you know, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't want to take care of this. There's this, this people that do care about you. And um, mental and health is huge. Are, that you are. Yeah. So I would say that's, that's, that's a key point there. Uh, the second point I have uh, is empathy. You know, come, you know, we're in a very um, place in this world where we're very paying attention to what we say and what we do and how we act and being very particular about it and being mindful of why you're doing this and why you do it, you know. Um, I think that's really a key point. And then the third part is my biggest hope is to make sure you give back or you know, if someone, if, if a good thing is happening to someone else that you know, cheer them on and do it genuinely, because what's going to happen is when you do that, there will be a moment in that you know that's going to happen to you. A good thing's going to happen to you, and you would love to someone to cheer you on and root for your greatness as well. So um, that's that's my biggest hopes in those three areas um, for people all over the world who's listening. I absolutely love that. What so? How can they connect? And again, uh, like we had emphasized, emphasized uh, this month is the month of the military child here in April. How can they connect uh, those that are listening saying, yeah, I want to, uh, those kits that you were talking about, those comfort kits that you were talking about, how can someone uh, send that to uh, uh, someone that is of, uh, that knows a military child or they are a parent or guardian of a military child? How can they uh, order one of those kits? Yeah, um, I think there's, there's different areas. So um, if a child is going through like a, you know, an unfortunate like passing of someone of a loved one, there's a memory box. It's also a grief kit. So that's also available at trevorremain.com. Um, that's Trevor uh, Remain without the E at the end. Um, it's also the sponsor of this podcast. You can just check the link there. Um, in regards to military families and resources and stuff, um, sending a donation to Comfort Crew for military kids at comfortcrew.org um, is another location as well to basically um, support their efforts to provide kits because they get requests daily of these kits and that there's, and it comes at no cost to the family and they're shipped um, all over the place. Um, but funding their efforts and stuff like that really um, helps them to continue their work. That's awesome. And how can they follow you on the social media? Um, on social media, um, you can go to my website, alexander-bryant.com. Um, on Twitter, I'm official underscore Alex B underscore. Um, on Instagram, I'm official underscore Alex B. And then on Facebook, I am Alex Bryant official. Um, and you should be able to locate me there. Alex, you are officially a great person, and I'm so glad you came on this podcast, and I wish you nothing but just continued joy and happiness, and I love that you are doing so much for not just only the community and here in Texas, but beyond, and I hope that many people that are watching and they're listening, they connect with TrevorRomain.com for so many things that he has that is uh, particularly for, you, for children so much great reading literature and everything that Alex had mentioned. I pretty much almost own his whole entire series, not just because he is the sponsor of this podcast, but because his literature is absolutely phenomenal and they're great reads and they're great reads, not just for kids, but also for adults too. So Alex, you're an absolutely amazing soul and I'm so glad you came on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and talking about this amazing, important cause to you. And I'm so glad that we are connected. I'm really grateful for this opportunity and to anyone who's listening, I just know there's always someone there for you. And thank you so much, Marissa, for all the work that you do um, as an offering to this world. Thank you very much. And as I always end the show, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, for listening, for watching on the fabulous YouTube. And if you are 
like Alex said, please connect. We are, we all do such great things when we connect with one another. So uh, take care, stay safe, everybody. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know now, you know all you ever gotta say is Look all you ever gotta say is Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know now, you know all you ever gotta say is Look all you ever gotta say is